Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. (laughs) We're having some technological difficulties here today on my channel, Uh, but so happy to have you guys here. Sorry for those of you who were in the other chat, but thank you so much for heading on over here. I have the lovely and beautiful and astrological seer, Mary Ducina, back on the show. She's going to give us some wonderful insights into some final uh, alignments of 2020. Uh, And then we're going to get into some that are coming up in 2021 that are very important and also mary is willing to pull some cards for you guys in the chat later on so for those of you who may have a question that you'd love to ask mary um stay around stick around and um what i'm gonna do is we'll take questions later okay guys um okay mary welcome welcome to the show girl welcome diva nicole how are you and of course the veil is thinning it's hallows it's hallows oh my gosh this is so amazing for those of you guys who are going to be listening to this on the audio later you can't see but mary's actually live on video for the first time with me and she's wearing her witch's hat and her witch's wig and she's all decked out and ready for halloween of course of course i mean tis the season tis the season for everything mystical and and of course for me Having that birthday on that auspicious birthday on Samhain Eve on Halloween Halloween Eve, it's for me. It's a, it ties in with my First Nations trainings and and our, honoring our elders. You know, setting the spirit plate and all of those animals and all of those people that have passed on and have shed their skin and left the earthly body temple. That's the time that you really focus on how they touched your life. And for a lot of people, we say, oh, I miss my grandmother or I miss my brother or I miss this. But it's about also honoring them. You know, when you do a Native American cornmeal ceremony, after everyone has done the fire circle, there's a plate. Everybody brings something and you put a food item. I don't care if it's crackers or grapes. Every single thing that someone brought, you put on the plate, you bless it to great spirit and Wonka Tonka, the great mystery, and you take it out in nature. And you put it out in nature for that which is destined to find it, whether it's a possum or a fox or a hungry creature. And then people break bread and and dine together, you know, as a finish up of the ceremony with with Halloween. And on on All Hallows Eve, before we get to All Saints Day and then All Souls Day and the Mexican Day of the Dead, it's like a real run there with how they honor the elders as well. Yes. Before midnight, on uh, as you're coming in from... October 31st in this country toward November 1st, and you do set that plate and say, you know, I, I, I don't just miss you. I honor you and I thank you mm. and I love you, you know, so whatever, like tonight I'm enjoying my favorite, my elderflower liqueur, because when the veil thins, you can have that nice little chambord or the elderflower or the strega, which is Italian for which, and these are like little bitty nightcaps. A little bit goes a long way with some nice crushed ice and a lemon to get yourself to just settle into being able to let your ancestors walk with you in the dream time. So there is, there is not a more powerful time in the turning of the wheel than being, and you start out instead of expecting 
from our dearly beloved, our dearly departed, instead of expecting them to show up for us, what we do is that we enter into that meditation or that settling down. We enter into just gratitude as a medicine. You know, it's a medicine and it's, and it's a fuel. It's a fuel. It's a psychic fuel. So if you just allow your heart chakra to connect with your third eye and you just start, whether it's a memory that starts to stream or an episode in your life that was wonderful with your grandfather or your father or, or whoever it is, that friend or, or the person that left you soon, the animal that meant so much to you in your life, just envision them and you're a time traveler. You're actually going back when they were in their earthly temple with you this lifetime. That activates the frequency because it was real. They were tangibly, you know, the people that say, well, I have to smell it, hold it, believe it and touch it. Before. Okay. You did have that animal. You did have those people in your life. And you also can clean up past relationships on all Hallows Eve. You can, you can kind of repair those fractured breakups. It's like, what was wrong with her? What was wrong with him? What was that? You know, like when we got kicked to the curb or they felt rejected and we felt we were very, being very authentic, but they wanted to do that projection onto us you can also clean that up and you don't have to involve them at all except that's so good to know psychically yeah well you take take your command at that point and say this is really what was going on from my heart mm -hmm. and if you misheard that if you through your own patterns not judging but through your own patterns or your own fractures or your own wounds you put me into a category of your past and your past trauma that I wasn't there then. I didn't do that. And you wrapped me up in the same pattern that you normally get. So what you do is you take, you take that Scorpio season alchemy, you know, pun intended on your alchemy. And, and you say, I choose with my magic wand of my chakras. You know, I choose with my Kundalini and my magic wand of my chakras and my true authentic one with great spirit, one with the, I am all that is, I choose to clean that up. So I'm going to do my part. So that's sending out waves of genuine medicinal healing. And if they don't want to absorb it and they want to deal with it, you have just broken any kind of emotional umbilical cord. You've broken any kind of psychic knot at that point because you did it in a sense of gratefulness and love. But getting rid of the energy vampire part of it, it can't leach into your aura anymore. Perfect. And and I think and people in the chat are loving what you're saying. They're saying that they think that's um, like Sutterbug. I think that's the perfect use of that time repairing your past connections by fixing yourself and letting that go. Um, and uh, Scorpio, Scorpio, it's Scorpio. It's, yeah, it's, what, what, something's got to give something's got to die. And so what we've all we all know with our habit patterns psychologically and psychically. I think the two pieces go together psychologically and psychically. When, when we realize that, you know, we've all heard the term in therapy, you know, you're carrying that suitcase of your past forward, you've got baggage that you're carrying forward, it's not fair for the new fresh relationship, but oh, hello, they've got baggage too. Yeah, let's, mm. the first thing I do if I'm going to date somebody is we're going to unpack some bags, we're going to unpack some bags. What's your, <laughs> What's your triggers? I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. Tell me yours. What's your triggers? What's your hot buttons? Because I'm not in your life to trigger you. So if you step up and tell me, your no-go zones, then I can see if that's congruent and compatible for me. So I don't want to control you and I don't want to change it. Oh, trust me, that's not going to happen with this girl. Well, it's it's so funny that you're saying that because I literally just did a live video an hour before this podcast on 
um, me getting triggered by one of my audience members wrote, wrote me an email that wasn't so nice. Um, but I, you know, as being honest with the audience, I was triggered. I was, and I was honest about what that trigger was. And I think it's important to, you know, the more we understand about ourselves and where our triggers come from, the faster we can heal them and bring awareness to it and know that it has nothing to do with anyone else. No, they're teachers. They're all teachers. Yeah. But as you begin to shift your frequency, mm-hmm. as you begin to not resist empowering enlightenment, as you begin not to go, no, I don't like controversy. I don't want to deal with it. I'm saying, so how long are you going to keep an ostrich with its head in the sand as your main totem? Is that your yeah. animal totem for the rest of your life? You're going to stick your head in the sand? And you say, I don't want to look. I don't, la, 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 la. I don't want to. You know, so it's like, okay, then do it with yourself to where you get comfortable doing it with yourself and the scrying of you looking in the mirror. Use your mirror mm-hmm. as your crystal ball. You know, look at your own eyes. You know how hard that is for people to do? It's one of the main psychic exercises I tell my clients to do. Tell you what, this is free. Bet you won't do it. Bet it'll be a little difficult for you, but I want you to prove me wrong. Take an issue that you're having, light a pretty candle, make the bathroom semi-mysterious. You know, you can take a shower first if you want to. And I want you, it's just you in the mirror. It's just you. That's your crystal ball. So light that candle underneath your face because you might see some spirits. You might see some past life, higher guides, angelic forces, colors, orbs. And tell the woman, for like you and I, Nicole, I talked to the woman in the mirror and I said, how are we doing with this? Mm. How are we doing with this? What would you like to show me as my earthly eyes, I allow my eyes and the windows of my soul to look at my earthly reflection with no judgment. I don't like your hair. I don't like your hair. My spirit is looking at my current present tense. Today is the present. That's why it's a gift. In this present as a gift, I'm in control. That's what people think they want. I'm in control. And it's me to me looking back at me. And first I'm going to thank, and then I'm going to request, and then I'm going to release if it, you know, for my highest good and in all harmony at this time of all hallows, at this time of the Celtic new year, at this time of praising and honoring my beloved ancestors and the dearly departed, both creature and humanoid. I thank my guides. I bless my ancestors and my elders. I ask you to come help me with your wisdom because you had boots on the ground on the earth longer than me. If it's an animal, you loved me exactly as I was. I didn't have to prove anything to you. You just loved me because we were together and we hung out together. I ask what it is in this moment as I get quiet and just focus on the candle flame. What am I to know about Mm -hmm. me that could let it go? that could let it go and just love me in it. You know, I, I, you know, we all make mistakes. You know, I say to people, you're going to, life has high tides and low tides. Mm-hmm. Probably going to get yourself, your feet knocked off the ground with something emotionally, romantically, sexually, financially, or whatever, because we're in Scorpio season, which is about in this, in this cray cray year of 2020. Now we're in the season of transformation. It's Pluto's time. It's Scorpio. And it's saying, you got to let it die. You got to let it go. It's got to be released so it can transform. It's if you let it go, then it can morph into something that's the Phoenix rising from the funeral ashes. You know, the Phoenix can come back and go, good job. Here we go. So looking at the mirror, you can say, may I see in my dreams, you know, may I see in the next 72 hours, the next three days, will you please gift me? I ask and I will allow and receive 
what it is that will unlock me, what it is that will free me from this, and it can never haunt me again. I don't hear you anymore, darling. Oh, sorry. There we go. <laughs> How important is this to the eclipse season that we're moving into? Like, this sounds pretty, pretty important. Like, it's going to be very helpful to take the wisdom that you just shared going into eclipse season. Okay. The final, the final one. Yeah. When we, okay. So first we have this All Hallows full moon, blue moon, blue moon, because it's the second full moon. October is pivotal in the sense that it opened with the full moon in fire in Aries and it's finishing on the 31st with the full moon in Taurus. You know, so Taurus is where Taurus and cancer are zodiacal flavors or frequencies that seek security. I want to feel secure. So first we have that, we have that blue moon that's coming up in eight degrees of Scorpio Taurus. Now we have Lilith and Taurus, the dark side of the moon, and we have Uranus and Taurus for a while, and they're going to come together at this full moon. So if we don't fight within ourselves, you know, if we say, yes, there may be some things I, I feel that I would like to be a little more secure about. So do, I'm a big person on list because you're going from your writing it down and journaling because you're going from your subconscious through your conscious when you write it down. Your conscious mind is writing it down. So with this full moon, it's what do I want to release? What do I want to release? And this full moon on Halloween hasn't happened since 1944. I was listening to Dr. Sky. Yes. Yeah, I, I love Dr. Sky. He gives you all yes. the astronomical stuff. Oh, he's wonderful. If you haven't discovered Dr. Sky, go Oh, I got to look into him. Yeah, we talked oh, about <laughs> we talked about this full moon in my alchemy program. And I think I told them that it's been that this particular full moon has not happened since the forties. Um, so it's very rare. Halloween of 1944. So, and the other thing is, and so we're time traveling again. We're probably, you know, we, I wasn't, we're not born in the forties. We were dealing with parental figures at that time. So we weren't in the earthly body at that time, but who would maybe be our parents was. You know, a lot for some people, you know, or grandparents or whatever. So it's like we're tracing back. Astrology is all about time travel. So we're like we're getting into the to the time machine and we're going back to, wow, 1944, World War II ended. World War II ended. You know, that was like that time frame of coming out of the Depression and all that. But Europe was really busy. And, you know, then we started, you know, then you think talk about the Jupiter Saturn thing that's coming up, you know, those changes every 20 years. But what we have with the eclipse that comes up on November 30th, the nodes shifted this year, that 19 year cycle, the nodes shifted into Gemini Sag. So they were in the very powerful mother father issues, which we've been dealing with since 2017. The eclipses were rolling around in mommy issues, maternal, the, the, the woman rising up at the end of 2016, the whole maternal thing, the matriarchal energy, the Madonna started with that, latter part of 2016 and went all the way into when the nodes changed in May of this year, in the third week of May of this year, they've shifted into Gemini Sagittarius. So we're doing a reset on our mental currency right now. We're looking for what's auspicious as far as our psychological acumen, our communication protocols, our ability to, because the North Node went into, went into Gemini. So this is the work to be done. This is the Dharma. 
So the nodes are always opposite and they're both masculine right now. They're in the yang vibrations of Gemini Sag. Sagittarius, which is always seeking higher love and the real nitty gritty and the nuts and bolts of things, it's the south node. So the south node is, is where we fall back into those escape patterns and we fall back into those addictions and we fall back into, oh, screw it, I just want to go party. I don't want to deal with it, the cognitive dissonance and all that kind of stuff. But so sad, just like, don't fence me in. I'll figure it out, but I got to be free. I got to be free. So this November 30th eclipse that we've got coming up in 2020. So on November 30th, the sun is moving through the richness of this fire sign of Sagittarius, you know, the centaur. So at this point, why, do, where am I stuck mentally? Where do I seem to, where do people bristle with me? Not that I, not that I've formed my authenticity on somebody else's opinion. Oh, hell no. Years ago, I found my voice and I know how to use it. Yeah. Words can cast quite a bit of spelling. So when it takes a long time for people to find their voice. And then, then the next step is to be able to speak their truth, you know, because they get afraid of rejection and not fitting in socially. And the people don't want to date me because I tell them what I think. Now that's different than insulting people and trying to control people. But when you show up genuinely, which is what Gemini Sagittarius is telling us to do, the North Node in Gemini is saying, stop playing games. Stop, stop. Talk about mask and not being able to breathe. Gemini is the respiratory system. Gemini is, and when you look at respiratory, it's how is your spirit resting? Are you breathing? Are you, do you have enough room to breathe in your relationships within your family structure? Are you allowing your kids to breathe? Are you allowing your friends? You know, everybody gets a turn when you're out having cocktails or lunch or whatever. Are you, are you structuring your word crafting in such a way that they have a venue to be able to speak their mind, feel safe with you? Cause you're not going to go blab it to the neighbor or somebody else to know that they can really show some vulnerability to you and speak from the heart. And not only is it safe, but Gemini is about how much of a, of a word wizard and a wizard and a wordsmith are you, but you can give somebody encouraging words, not BS, genuine encouraging words. Wow. That was a tough thing that you went through. And I'm proud to hear that you're not so rough on your self-talk. See, Gemini said self-talk too, the monkey mind. You know, we act all like this. When we go out and decide, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I look good in this shirt and these shoes. I don't know if I'm too tall. I'm too this. I'm too skinny. I'm too fat. You know, that stuff that we do. And it's like, start loving your, your earthly temple. You know, just start loving what the divine, you know, you helped craft this. So start loving the nose you got from your ancestors and, and the body shape that you are. If you love you, any, any of the old cosmopolitan magazines in the 90s and the 80s, Every time they interviewed all these famous men or a bunch of cross sections of men and women about that, what they really found attractive in, in, a, in a partner, the women valued humor, generosity of humor and kindness, and the men valued confidence. Now, I can make a few of them run away, let me tell you, because it's just like... <laughs> I, I don't see, doubt that, Mary. You know, what you see is what you get and what's gonna, what kind of makes them shudder in their boots is... I'm going to let you be who you are and we're either compatible or we're not. And if you're, if I'm not compatible with you, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. That doesn't mean the ship took off without us. It's just like, I'm not wasting my time, hoss. And you don't need to waste your time either. It's a win-win, you know, it's just like, you know, you have goals that I would never want to interfere with, but they're not where I'm at right now. So this is that coming into that eclipse to your point. This is about, 
We got to talk about it and we got to be real. It's got to be genuine words. And you listen, we, we, we go all around the mulberry bush. We do because it's just, oh, I'm not going to tell them that. They might use that against me. Yeah, they might. Yeah, they might. And we know there's players and we know there's manipulators. But I, one of the things I took for one of my, my elders, my father, being a Sagittarius, was everybody, when it came to dating, I'm like, so dad, what would be like your Italian dating advice? And he goes, everybody's nice in the beginning. Time is on your side. <laughs> well, um, someone in the, in the chat, Free Press 666 says, I want to date Mary. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, thank you. Thank you. I'm worth it. That's for sure. <laughs> but so are we. You know, I'm, one of the things I do as a clairvoyant, and I know, I know as a life coach, so coach, you do too, and your, and your cohorts, is it's time for us, if this, if this pandemic showed us anything, it forced us back into our vortex that we call home. It forced the turtle back into its shell. Now, the turtle and the, and the crabs on the beach and the hermit crabs and things that are in a shell, lobsters and crabs and, and tortoises are like, cool, I like my shell. But, you know, the, the bear doesn't want to stay in the den all year long. And the fox, they got to come out and eat, you know, the, the hibernation ends. So what happened was we were forced by the divine plan. But we have all kinds of theories of what happened externally, and I have plenty. But the divine force, source, fed us a buffet of go to your room. Things aren't so easy to breathe out here right now. You're going to have your crazy physical distancing, what you thought was normal and we took for granted and we were complacent about it, being able to be in a crowded restaurant, being able to walk in a park and hope to meet and greet with different people, hold those seminars, do those workshops, you know, drive and take a trip somewhere and not have to be in quarantine. You know, so, so yeah, I'm a rebel about it. So what's happened is we got force fed from March of this year, like the Ides of March, literally the Ides of March, because I remember it was before the spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere, and it was before St. Patrick's Day. So the Ides of March is like, what? Although when I studied it, it went back to when Mars was in Scorpio, October 28th, back of 2019. I'm like, oh, something's coming, something's coming. And then when we had the eclipses in December 28th and January 10th of 2020, I'm like, oh, it's bigger than I want it to be. Oh, no. And then we've got those Capricorn stellium, six, seven planets in Capricorn, and that's going to be the dictator, and that's going to be the rulers of the world saying, guess what? We're going to force feed you your new normal, and you're going to stay in your city, and you're going to be in lockdown, and you're going to do what we say, and we're going to scare you into your room. Like a little kid, you know, like a parent going, no, you can't have a nightlight. No, I'm not checking under the bed to see the boogeyman's in the closet or under the bed. You just, just slap your butt back into the room. You know, and it's like, no, I'm not going to clear the room for you. I'm not going to do that. So then we were like, you know, by the time we got to the summer eclipses of 2020, it's like, all right, now, all right, now I've done your little, I've done your little try to see if I'll be subservient mask thing, you know, out of respect for other people. And I got into plenty of Scorpio uh, word, word challenges with people that tried to think they were going to come up and tell me that I needed to wear a mask. It's just like, oh, your life just got, your life just got changed. Well, it was, it was interesting. While I was just in Sedona over the weekend, um, I actually was, it was nice. I didn't have to wear a mask virtually almost everywhere I went. Uh, Everyone was very lax um, for the most part in Sedona, which was really nice because here in Colorado, it's not like that at all. 
Um, so it was kind of nice to have a short reprieve from all of that. But, but see what that did, Nicole, it reminded you of the things that without even knowing that we were doing it, you know, we were just living our life that some things that were, that were crazy that we got complacent about. It's like going into a restaurant and just being able to go into a restaurant and not have plastic plexiglass and all the Tennessee's pretty lax too, but these people in New York and Colorado and California, for God's sakes, I mean, I literally break out and laugh with the governor of California going, sit in your driveways. Only three people can come. You oh need to gosh. have a mask in between. And, I, and here's I, any Italian girl is going to be going, uh, no, uh, no. I, I no. couldn't believe it. When I saw um, Newsom's uh, Thanksgiving Christmas uh <laughs> like you know basically the li- the long laundry list of things that you Gestapo. must do it's it's crazy it's crazy i feel they're so bad making, for california Nicole, they're now making masks with zippers in them so what? Can, no no i saw it on amazon they have masks with zippers in them and they they have the mask on the whole time and they zip it and put the straw in and all that it's like you know what i'm not having my my horse feed bag <sighs> under my nose or my little nose cone it's not happening it's not happening what well people are bailing out of new york and, and bailing out of California. I mean, they're leaving with the fires and, and the stuff that's going on in, in New York. People are just like, I mean, New York, my God, people I know that are in New York saying, you remember the song with Sinatra? If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. It's so sad. The businesses are just, you know, closing doors. And so these yeah. dictatorial Gestapo type of radical rulers and I, I guarantee you Newsom's going to have a nice Thanksgiving dinner he's just going to make sure the press doesn't see how many people he's got his house and how he's eating and Pelosi and all the rest of them and that's not just picking on one party these people have forgotten that we the people outnumber them yeah outnumber them and if they don't think if they want to threaten us with shutting off the internet and having an EMP attack and all that it's time for us in our 30s and 40s. It's time for us to start teaching the young, younger generation where two-year-olds and three-year-olds are carrying around a phone all the time. Walk with me. Let me show you how to not have anxiety without your phone. Leave it at home so they can't do contact tracing. Leave yourself. If one person with you has a cell phone or it's not blazing hot summer or freezing winter, leave your cell phone at home. You know, we used to be able to do that. So find a way to do that so you're not being tracked all the time. We've got to get more savvy with that until we get this shift. Now, I think as of Yuletide, once we get in between that eclipse of November 30th, when the full moon rises strong in Gemini, the air signs start to be we the people. We're very, very inventive. We're very uh, savvy in getting around rules. And so what's going to happen, the last time we had... We had Saturn and Jupiter meet up in an air sign. It was Libra, and it was 80, 1980, 1981. So now they're going to come together in the sign of Aquarius. Now, of all the air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, Aquarius is the rebel. Aquarius is we the people, period. You know, Aquarius is the aboriginal people in the outback that could care less about a cell phone or the internet. They know what tree to eat, what root to do, where to hide, what salve to make, and all that kind of stuff. They know how to be in sync with our Mother Earth, which is our home planet. They know how to do that. A lot of the First Nations, the Appalachian medicines that I've studied, it's incredible what you can want. It's good to know in your area what you can go out and eat and what can save your life. It's good to know that. And I feel it's our job to teach other people's kids and some teenagers about this. Come walk with me. That's goldenrod. That's goldenrod. Okay, come walk with me. That's oregano. Cut that. You can buy that plant 
for $3. And when we come to the fall, you go and you cut that and you wash it and dry it on a paper towel and you slam it in your freezer. And that's an antiviral. You can literally pick that leaf off and either put it on your pizza when it comes out of the oven or put it on some nice bread, or you can put it in your Italian sauce and it's killing viruses right out of that leaf. That's where the oil comes. Did you know that? No. So it's our job to help that. And the reason I drink elderflower, the elderflower is going to become the black elderberry. And the black elderberry is the most potent fruit, the most potent berry to kill viruses. So I shifted. So maybe someone likes Kahlua mm-hmm. in their coffee. Okay. If I'm going to invest in liqueurs, I'm going to invest in liqueurs that have spices, and herbs, and healing things in them for me. So I'm not just buying a $20 bottle that's really little of, of Sambucol which is the, the black elderberry syrup. I'm actually growing elderberry plants. <laughs> you know, I have Amish elderberry jam with the berries in it that I hunted down and found. And I have 24 of them right there in my cabinet. Don't come over and think you're taking them. I give it to you if you need it for free, but don't come to the house and try to get my stuff now because I got a lot of Scorpio in my chart. I, know <laughs> I feed skunks. I feed skunks all around the house here. So you'll be, I'll know you're here by your smell. So, okay, so are you saying then for this eclipse, um, just quickly, just going to before we move forward, this kind of eclipse season coming up in November 30th, and then is it December 13th? Yep, yeah, December 13th is the other one. Is it December 13th or 14th? Well, hold on. Let me go to my eclipses, young lady, because I was already getting into it. <laughs> 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 2021. Okay, so we have. We have the eclipse on yes, 30th. Yeah, November 30th is our full moon eclipse at eight degrees of Gemini. So, if those yep. of you know your chart, and the new moon solar eclipse, uh, yeah, the new moon solar eclipse is going to be at 23 degrees of Sagittarius. So, the next two eclipses that we have. And what date is that? December 13th and 14th is going to yep. be the Sagittarius one. Yes. Okay. So. so- this is, the, this is the crescendo of Sagittarius. So even though the South Node is in Sagittarius, the best of Sagittarius for 2020 blooms at that point. Sagittarius is naturally ruled by Jupiter. So I see that as a very, very fortunate new moon. It grants us vision. Jupiter expands and blesses. Mm-hmm. You know, Jupiter in Greek mythology is Zeus, which was the hotshot deity. So Jupiter rules that new moon. New moons are great seeds, seeds of change, seeds of beginning. The full moon, when the sun and moon are in opposition, show us what might be at cross purposes with our goal, with the person, with our plan. It's getting stalled for a divine reason. Stop fighting with it on a full moon. If something goes a little haywire or gets postponed at a full moon, I'm like, okay, okay, show me. Go to the mirror. Instead of going to your room, go to the mirror. What is it I'm to see? I invite that into my dreams. I'm going to go sit down uh, and do a 20 minute meditation just with that going into the meditation. And I'm not going to be filled with expectation on it or demand. I'm simply going to take my, my objective. My conscious objective is this, instead of getting frustrated, instead of getting my feelings hurt, instead of getting on the offense, the defense, I'm going to take this November 30th. Well, of course I'll be doing it. At Hallows. I mean, that's a huge, huge full moon, the blue moon, not since 1944. You're kidding me? I got a whole list to work on at midnight on Hallows. So I'm going that that's big medicine night for me. Not not because it's my solar return, but because it's that powerful. It's that 
rich and it's that powerful. Then when I come to the November 30th one in Gemini, then I open up to my hierarchy of, of angels. Then I open up to the seraphim and the ophanim and the higher uh, principalities and orders of angels. And I'll say, imbue me, encode me, download and upload me, rewire my programming. I'm ready. Empty my recycle bin. And I, I bow to the divine sources. I do that up my frequencies. I can handle oh, There's a responsibility with that. You know? you're, get, you're getting me uh, all excited there with the way you were talking about all those upgrades and <laughs> that, that's that November. See, we're releasing on the blue moon with the full moon in Taurus. And remember, it's not just a blue moon. It's not just a full moon in Taurus. Uranus and Lilith are joining with this full moon in Taurus. So it's a Taurus trio in opposition with the illumination of the sun coming in in Scorpio. And in Scorpio, we have, most people know Scorpio, the scorpion, and they know the eagle. We start to get into some higher frequencies of the eagle, but the highest aspect of the scorpion is the phoenix. Now, this asteroid that we just had, we had just had Os Osiris Rex land on this asteroid and take some samples from the asteroid rock. It's interesting that the name of that asteroid rock was Bainu. B as in boy, E-N-N-U, Bainu. And Osiris Rex was going to land on that and take some samples. And I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? They're both Egyptian. I've gone way back into Phoenician and Arabic and, and Egyptian mythology because I know I've had past lives with that. I know my souls walk those lands in Persia and such, and I love that stuff. So Benu to the Egyptians is the Egyptian Aramaic word and Arabic word actually for the Phoenix. And they see the Benu is the bird with the thousand eyes. And the phoenix has, it's a very mythological, powerful bird totem. It has a thousand eyes on its tail, on its tail feathers. So it sees from the earth going Ooh. up into the sky when it fans that tail. So here we have Osiris RX landing on a phoenix, taking some samples with a flying phoenix, Benu. Look it up, B-E-N-N. -N. Just go to Wikipedia. What does Benu mean? Yeah, I've done the work for you. And so then it ties back to the phoenix. And so you think about all the symbology and the beauty of those colors on a phoenix, even the albino uh, peacocks and all. So when you go to the phoenix and the peacock, they're all wrapped in with Bainu. So the modern day bird is the peacock. The ancient bird is the firebird, the phoenix, Bainu, and then it morphed into our today's peacock, the bird with a thousand eyes. Before it was the eyes of the fire going up back to the heavens because the fire becomes again, the breath of divine spirit. Once you blow out the fire or the fire goes high enough, it becomes smoke. You see the smoke and then it dissipates one with the atmosphere. And we're literally breathing that and having a respiratory communion with that. So that to me, the next two full moons are incredible, are just incredible. Even though the Halloween one isn't a technical eclipse, it's magic. It's absolute magic. But if you take the theme of the full moon, Taurus is about how might I feel secure in my earthly world, in my material world. So what I'll take into meditation is Holy Spirit, great spirit, great mystery. I now know after pushing the button the wrong way many, many years, I know for a while now that giving and generosity and gratitude is medicine. Whether I'm giving encouraging words, I'm opening the door for someone, I'm tithing to the man on the street, 
I'm feeding uh, a homeless dog or a cat or my nocturnal buffet out back that's gathering right now. I know that as I give, I'm creating energetic currency. So we tend to get a little too caught up in the TikTok world, the material world of like the money in our actual bank account or the money, you know, worrying about the apartment paying or the car payment or whatever. And if you realize that you have options of energetic currency, you know, you're in a debit modality if you're in fear base all the time because either the payment get paid it's paid or it doesn't you know and so if you don't have the money for the payment it makes you get creative to find other ways to get more creative or maybe do like do pet sitting or maybe you sing and you take another side job that's something that you really like and you make some more money that way or if somebody's going on a vacation going hi i'll watch your house and your dogs for you and it's like 50 bucks a day so you're getting a vacation you're staying somewhere else and you're taking care of their dogs and cats and they get to go off and not worry about it because they've got a sentinel in their home. So you just get creative. You just get creative. But if you're in, when you're blessed, if you bless back, then that's the currency of the divine. Your emotions, how you're doing emotionally with yourself. If you're being too harsh with yourself, you're in debt. You're in debt. You're in debt. You're not treating yourself right. You're talking harsh to yourself. I, so many people say, "Oh, you're so stupid." What made you do that stupid? That was dumb. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not picking on your words, but you need to shift that. You need to shift that. And so then when we get to the actually New Year's Eve of 2021 starts out beautifully. It's a moon in Leo and we're going to start 2021 really bright. Now I will teach you something about numerology. October, the 10th month of the year, when you add in numerology down to one digit, one mm -hmm. plus zero equals one. Mm -hmm. So October numerologically is a bridge to January of 2021. Why? What's January's number? One. It's one. Yeah. So November, even though it's 11, it's tied to the two of February. So I always look at the last three months of the year as setting my tone for January, February, March. And even astrologically, like we're having a Mercury retrograde in October, our yeah. first Mercury retrograde of 2021. Yeah, January. Uh -huh. You'll start to see bridges that connect as time travelers. So that's why I like journaling. If you'll just, you don't have to get anal about it, but if you'll just put down the main accomplishments and the main themes of like October 2020, and then look at how those got accomplished, those got solved, or it became something that you have to deal with in January of 2021. So November is tied to February and December is the 12th. One plus two is three links to March, the third month of the year. So that numerologically, mm -hmm. they have a dynamic. They're, they're mates to each other. They're mates to each other. So the, the clues of January are happening in October. So the things that we're beginning, okay. yeah, the things that we're beginning to intuitively say, okay, with this year, as crazy as it was, and now forever, people will say the year that was, well, I, remember, I got 2020. Like you couldn't predict anything in 2020, just that it was weird. You could predict it was weird and crazy, and it could get crazier. So then, as we go to the to the end of this year, we have the big shift of Saturn and Jupiter moving into Aquarius. Now, I love Aquarian energy, and I've been saying since February of this year that that's because I look six months ahead that we are going to be having so many things happening in our heavens. You know, in the sky world, um, weather-wise, you know, keep your eyes on the stars, not not just astrologically. Look at it astronomically. Watch those meteor showers. Look at the, 
the shooting stars and the asteroids. Pay attention to, you know, in 2020, what did, what did the president create? Space Force. He created Space Force. And he called it the sixth military branch. So I started doing digging on Cheyenne Mountain and the Denver airport. And I started doing digging on the military bases and what's up with McDill and Tampa because I've got military people and my dad retired from NASA. So I started going into what's really going on on the International Space Station. You're going to talk about that too much right now, but it's up there. And when you can track it and see when it's coming over your state and you can go outside. So it's all still happening. Elon Musk, a whole bunch of people are launching all kinds of satellites claiming that it's just for 5G. But there is so much stuff coming off Earth. And then just the other day, all we have found out, even though we were taught in school there was no water on the moon, they just found out the other day, oh, there are water droplets on the moon. Really, I know, I know. Really, really. You know, so, and they're looking at direct energy weapons and they're looking at, you know, things beaming from space. They're looking, you get these little clues when world leaders say things like, oh, We've got so many things. We have our military. We have so many things. It's just phenomenal what we have. I'm not worried at all. And you're like, well, you know, it's like, listen to what's really being said in between the words. So I'm telling your audience, anything that starts to raise that eyebrow when they're talking about space, satellites, launches, uh, different planetary type of things, and, and start listening to some of these podcasts where people have been not just doing the MUFON thing. But these astronauts that are getting old enough now, like when I talked and met with Edgar Mitchell, when I sat and talked to Dr. John Mack, when he was writing the book, Abduction, get to these people that are seniors that have had the gag order on them from NASA and, and all these different uh, military factions, you know, as they're getting older, that threat of, uh, what about your family? You know, the, the military threat that happens, shut your mouth or you'll lose all your benefits. You'll have no money. We'll smear you and we'll take down your family. That's what happens when you get into people that are actual hitmen and women and spies and things like that. So when these astronauts get close to like 70, 80, 85, they're like, my time's limited anyway. My family's lived their life. I already got my benefits. Here's what's going on. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're, you're seeing some of that kind of maybe coming out for 2021. Big, big I, Oh, the UFO thing, the, you know, whether it's black ops and, and, and our special type of crafts and all plus off planet civilizations getting in touch with this, like in the 50s and the 60s, when they had all the ships over the White House, you know, there was all kinds of stuff. The big, the big, the big mystery around Truman and Eisenhower yeah. met. They had that planetary, uh, we'll, 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 we'll advance your tech. My dad mentioned that to me. We'll advance your technology amazingly if you just let, you know, just let us come in and get a few uh, eggs and sperm from your humans. So we can make some hybrids. Yeah, I remember my dad saying to me in 93, I remember him saying to me, you know, that computer that you're beginning to learn there? And I'm like, yeah, 1990, 1993. And I said, I'm busy, you know, with the big old, you know, monitor and I'm busy yeah. learning that kind of thing. And he said, uh, yeah, he said, isn't it nice the government lets you think that's new technology? He said, never forget one thing. NASA is the most secretive military base that we have in the world, in the world. And he said, and we're 60 years ahead of what we let you play with. Mm, yeah. Now, so look, true. How fast, look how fast in one year that technology is going, right? The CGI yeah. in one year. Now, I think there's 60 years ahead of us. So, so okay, so here's, here's something. So in the chat, we've got a couple of funny things here. Um, you know, Free Press said that NASA um, 
is about deception and Kathleen put NASA never a straight answer. And then Holly McLean, thank you so much for your super chat. She's saying Vega has water and flowers growing on it. Oh, that's Uh, awesome. Yeah. Like there's so much happening out there that is so much life that we're not allowed to know about. But I believe as a mystic, I believe that our original, now here comes the woo. I believe that our original star systems, like if you've always been drawn to Lyrian or you've always been drawn to the Pleiades or you've always been drawn to the Sirius star constellations, like, you know, just here, here's a good suggestion and it's easy to do. Go on the internet and type, like, let's say you're a Gemini, go on the internet and type in the constellations that are involved in Gemini and then they'll pull them up. You're like this and the Castor and Pollux and all. Okay, then read the legends and the myths and the stories of why the, what what's behind those constellations. Read them, and it will amaze you how that in some fashion is dovetailing with your life. And so I feel like as far as the the forces of space, you know, our original. I, I know I'm not from here. I know I'm Star Trek. I know I am. And I, and so that's, that's the reason, like you went to Sedona, that's the reason for the entire 10 year time of the nineties, I was going to Taos. I was going to Hopi Mesa. I went to the Apache reservation. I went and met with Indian elders and did ceremonies out in, in uh, Chaco Canyon and Budo and Angel Fire. I mean, I just, that was, that was my financial. That was my school. I was going boots on the ground out West because I wanted to get with the people that knew about the star nations. I wanted to get with the star ancestors that they believe out there, especially Taos and the Anasazi. So I wanted to study all that. So now that's going to be coming actually into our awareness. So it may come to you in dreams. It may happen in meditation. It may be that all of a sudden a book catches your eye or you're reading something on your Kindle note that's all about the, the star nations and what, what star system that you're drawn to. Like read about Pleiades and the legends of that. Read about Orion. Read about Octurians. Read about these different these different supposed starry civilizations out there. You know, just just kind of close to the Milky Way, and invite that into your dreams and your meditations, and you will be amazed what comes forth. Because if it's true, it's in our DNA anyway. Ah, very true. Very well you're said. Gonna, so yes. you're going to activate it. To, it. It gets to come home to you and talk to you. If we're just mm-hmm. focused on the outer world, oh, I got to go drive over here and I got to do this. You know, there's, I'm not dissing the sole mission of our life and why we came here. It's a co-contract. But I believe with these Aquarian planets and the nodes shifting, you know, 2021 is more about the fixed signs of, of Leo and its opposite balance sign of Aquarius and Taurus and Scorpio. We're shifting more into more of that dynamic. In 2021, we've got three major times of all year we deal with how Saturn and Uranus are going to square off. Now in astrology, when there's squares, it has to do with the lesson that we need to face within ourselves. It's a self, it's a self combat or a self release or a self blessing. So the key points of that with Saturn, the series of Saturn discipline foundation, all this Capricorn stuff. Oh God, that we've had, in 2020, that's been the Saturn and the Jupiter and the Pluto in the sign of Kronos, time, the sign of the taskmaster, Saturn. I mean, you go back in mythology, Saturn ate his kids, you know, Saturn's not an easy thing to deal with when you go back into mythology. So Saturn is going to say, 
Saturn is about structure and familiarity and routine. And I like it this way. I like my dinner at five o'clock. I don't care if other people need to spontaneous. I like my dinner at five o'clock. It balances my blood sugar. So they're like things that were rigid in, right? The things that were rigid in. Okay. So Uranus is like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to make sure that things get in your way and you have to have dinner at eight. Sometimes you're going to have to have dinner at three because I'm going to so rearrange your life. So February, right after Valentine's Day in 2021, February 17th is the first square. So of course it's in effect. Listen, three to seven days. Stop. I can tell you're a beginner baby astrologer when you look at just one day, because in astrology, the momentum is building before the exact hit of the planets. The second one, it's going to be that midweek of June. It's exact on June 14th. So, oh, God, from the 7th to the 14th of June, big changes in our life, more to do with what we need to let go of. And Saturn always rewards. You know, when you go through a Saturn cycle, like when you turn 29 to 30 and you turn 58 to 60, and if you make it, you turn 89 to 90, those are the three big Saturn returns in one's earthly life. And most people think, oh, my God, I'm turning 30. Oh, my God, I'm turning 60. So those are when Saturn, those are the times when Saturn, because it takes 29, 29, 28 and a half to 30 years to go all the way around the zodiac signs to come back to where you have it in your birth chart. So these cycles that go on next year, if you happen to be turning 29 or 30 in 2021, if you happen to be turning 58 or 60 in 2021, and good for you. If you're turning 90 in 2021, these are more monumental, life-changing, intimate years for you and your God, you and your creator, and really shedding the old skin like the snake grows out of its skin. That's why you see the invisible snake skin. So it's really big for you guys. And then December 24th, so next year, from like that December 20th all the way into the close of the year, is going to be the final square off between Saturn and Uranus. So here's the deal. Uranus rules Aquarius. And on Yuletide of this year, on 2020, Saturn is going to shift into Aquarius. Jupiter mm. is going to shift into Aquarius. So Jupiter expands and Saturn says, well, do I, can I just like, can I have, what, what sense of security do I have? Like we had a big foundational change this year. It's like, okay, you can have your foundation. So you moved and you changed cities. Now we're going to expand your social life. Now we're going to give you other options of what to do. We're going to bring fated people into your life. There's going to be some really meant to be friends and a lover and a new job and new ways to make money coming in. So that first. Ooh, really? Oh, yeah. We, we have been, we've been hurled into, I said, upgrade it. Let it go. This is the year. And Scorpio is that time. May of each year. And the last week, uh, the last couple of weeks of October and the first couple of weeks of November every year is when we're supposed to look at what have I outgrown? What have I morphed? You know, it's again, the firebird, the phoenix, you know, and so at the shedding the skin, you know, what do I need to let go of? What do I need to let go of? Something needs to give, something needs to die. It doesn't have to be a literal death, but it's got to be, if you're really sick and tired of it, quit recreating it. Scorpio's like, enough, enough, you bitch, and you whine, and you go right back into the same addiction, or right back into the same type of a partner, you allow that girl or that guy to do that to you again, you've got to be the one to love you enough to go, never again, 
Never again. It's not happening. So the big deal of 2020, and we and we ship numbers. So 2020, 2020 was a 22 in numerology. The master numbers in numerology start with 11, 22, 33. They're like very strong for that. So, uh, so the 22 is master builder, which actually dovetails and coincides with the Capricorn energy that we had. Capricorn is the foundation of the building. It's the foundation of your body. It's your bones. It's your teeth. It's the structure, the skeleton of your body. Everything else is fluff. Everything else is soft and flowing, but the bones, and even biblically, the bones know. You can cast life into the bones, and there's a lot of there's a lot of cultures, whether it's the hoodoo voodoo in New Orleans, or you're going into some of the African people, they throw bones. They know how to read bones, okay? So it's a different type of divination. Kind of goes back to some of the ruins in the Vikings and the Celtics, you know, the, the, the different symbols that were drawn on stones. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going, it's like the bones, no. It's like the stones and the crystals and the bones, really no. It's like the, the, the tangible, hard evidence, you know? And so we even have our heart behind a cage, our rib cage, our bones that protect the drum of our body. You know, the heart is behind a rib cage, you know? So there's some kind of little barrier there to be able to kind of protect us in accidents and, and, and war. So when we end out this year and we have this once every 20 years, it's not just once every 20 years of Jupiter and Saturn coming together. This one ties back to like a 400 year shift to where they're going to be now moving into a whole new element of the air sign. So all of us, regardless of our signs, if you just learn in your chart, okay, the big old celestial spotlight's going to be in the area of my chart, my house, my zone, my planets, that area that has to do with two signs, mainly Taurus and Aquarius. So when you're trying to learn your chart, if you go to a seasoned professional astrologer, they're going to say, let me tell you about where Taurus and Aquarius is in your chart. That's the big, that's the big boobah. That's the big, that's the big hookah that you're smoking in 2021. Everything is going to be on this. So if you can find out all those people that go to astro.com and they get their little free charts done, you need to learn the symbol for Taurus and you need to learn the symbol for Aquarius. Find that house, that zone, which one of the 12 houses is more than your planets. Where is that house? In your star wheel, there's 12 houses. And, and people you, should people should be looking at their rising sign as well, right? Not just their sun. I Well, I, okay, the way I teach it, we share the, the, we land on earth when the sun is in a certain place. So we, our rocket ship of our incarnation, boom, and I landed in Scorpio. Okay, that's my outer journey. So I chose to take on the costume of Scorpio for this lifetime and all the karma and all the lessons of that. There's plus and minus to every sign. So I'm like, oh, great. I chose Scorpio. Okay. But then your rising sign is the actual front door of your wigwam. It's the actual front door of the sweat lodge of the Anipi. It's the inner door of you. I don't share that with every Scorpio on this planet of any age. That's my front door. So your ascendant, your rising sign starts to specifically take in your location and your time of birth. So that's the horoscope you read first. So like if your ascendant is Gemini, but you're a Taurus, read Gemini first. Look at the Taurus and the Aquarius houses in that Gemini, what we call a natal chart, your birth chart. I call it the earth birth chart, the earth birth treasure map. So yes, find out your ascendant. 
And instead of guessing and having to unlearn and learn again, you know, the best investment you'll ever make, I don't care who you pick, it doesn't have to be me. Go to a seasoned astrologer if you do it one time and have them go through your chart for you. Have them tell you, oh, you're a Taurus. You've got Leo rising. So your ascendant is Leo and your moon is this. That's the three you memorize, sun, moon, rising. And then if your rising sign is Leo, then they go in order from there. Leo is first. That's your front door. And so then you walk into the second room and that'll be Virgo. And the third room will be Libra. And it goes around the wheel that way. Then if you want an external view, you can blend your sun sign. You can blend the fact that you're Scorpio or Taurus or whatever. But the big specific reading is that rising sign. Yeah. That's the big uh, Okay. Um, and I just want to let you know, thank you, Sutterbug, for the super chat. She says, we like Mary. She's a great uh -huh. light of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. Back at you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, wow, there's, there's a lot. So with the Uranus, what is the big, you know, what is, because I feel like Aquarius with Saturn moving into Aquarius yep. and Jupiter. in Jupiter, all at like, and then having that conjunction at the zero degrees, yep. you know, of Aquarius, it feels pretty auspicious. It feels pretty divine. I like What's, it. Well, if you're a light worker or you're a spiritually based person or your, your job, is doctors without borders. Your job is you're working in a soup kitchen. Your job is you're a nurse in a hospital. Your job is that you're actually actively wanting to be a part of making a difference in this world. Aquarius is humanitarian. Aquarius does not just think about me. Aquarius is I'm here for a reason. All earth life is temporal. It's okay for me to seek to get my needs met, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. What's my legacy? And I say to people all the time, you know, don't just be a Q-tip. That means white at both ends. Don't just be a Q-tip, you know, and, and I'll hurry up and go to church when you're in your 60s or 70s or try to be a good person at the end of your life. Live your legacy now. You know, when people know how to enter a room with your energy, know how to enter a room. Like when I enter a room, it's going to be that I don't even know those people. I'm blessing the whole room. I want to upgrade the vibration in the room. I want to give some energy in the room, but then that means it's my responsibility to restore Mary. I must meditate. I must walk in nature. I hang out with my dog. I do the things that I know one-on-one, -on -one. me with my mother, my mother earth. She restores me. I, you have to restore your soul battery. You can't just be with people all the time or family all the time or business all the time or the lover all the time because they will suck the energy right out of your aura. Because most people mm. are looking to feel better vis-a-vis -vis the material world or someone touching them, making love to them, telling them how wonderful they are. Most people don't like themselves. They just don't like themselves. They think there's something wrong with them. And they got they don't, they just don't enjoy life unless someone else tells them, oh, you're so pretty or you're so smart yeah. or you're so this. Yeah, stop. Stop. So when you get in a relationship and you feel genuinely someone's specialness, whether it's a child or your lover or your parent, just say, I really like this about you. That's so unique about you. We don't say those. We don't tend to say those things. Or we'll say them romantically, but we don't tend to say that to our friend. Or we, you know, we, we just kind of like know that about the person, but we don't tell them or our neighbor or whatever it is. You know, I think this year has shown us, for God's sakes, do you see what you've been complacent about? Do you, have you learned what matters more than just the TikTok world out there, the world of time and money and manipulation and, you know, other people's opinions. It's nice, 
but I, I mean, I'm, you, you know, there's a different, I had a psychiatrist say to me once that I did a television show with in Florida and I was like in my twenties and he said to me, you want me to give you a really good rule for dating and mating? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. From a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. All ears. Chakras open. Go. And he said, make sure when you're attracted to someone and they start to like get in your head and you're thinking about, you hope they call and all that kind of stuff. And that text. I said, yeah. And he said, ask yourself, uh-huh. do I want them? more than I need them or am I feeling like I need them to call me? I need them to validate me. He said, because you always want to stay in the position of, I want it, not that I need it. And I'm like registered mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. Very I good know, advice. I know what a pearl of wisdom that is. Yeah. Yes. You did on swine. I got it. And I always do that with myself, Nicole. I still say, do I, does this feel like something I want? Because if it starts to feel needy, if I start to feel needy, Self-check time. No, (laughs) that's not fair to dump onto somebody else. It's not. You're already becoming an energy thief to that other person because they're clueless Mm. why you need them, why you need them to call. You know, it should be spontaneous. Now, after you've dated them for about six months, there's a little bit of respect in that. And there's after after about six months, it's like, yo, bitch, if we're going to have dinner together, you need to let me know about when you want to do that. If I want to cook or we're going out, you need to talk to me because I wouldn't be hanging high and dry. So guess what? I'm not having dinner with you because you didn't get in touch. How's that? Oh, God, I love you, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you crack me up. Um, and welcome, Holly, to the Galactic Acid membership. So glad to have you there with me. And, um, you know, we're coming up on to the top of the hour now, Mary. Do you want to take some questions for tarot, do some tarot polls for some, Absolutely. some people? In- Absolutely. Okay. So um, for the audience, it just put in the, uh, if you'd like Mary to pull a card for you uh, for a question, just put question in capital letters so I can see it. And of course, you guys in my Galactic Access program, you'll get your questions answered first um, for being a member. So uh, go ahead and start putting those in the chat and she's going to start doing polls. So and I'll start it off while everyone's kind of typing their, their questions. Mary, can you pull a card for me on what the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction is going to mean for me? So let's see what the alchemy of that is. Let's see what the main overarching transmutational energy of that's going to be. So you got the three of pentacles. Can you see that? Yeah. This is the star tarot. I absolutely love this deck. I absolutely love this deck. And so what we have here, it's interesting, Nicole, because... You ready for this? There's three turtles inside, all around the the aura, the halo area of a female, and inside her chest area in the heart chakra, there's like nesting eggs, and the veins and the arteries that are shooting out from her heart chakra, there's new life, there's eggs, there's, there's a, an egg, there's a seed, there's an egg, and up in the top here, and she's in meditation at her third eye. She has a, an illuminated star. Can you see that? Yep. Do you see the turtles? I do see the turtles. Okay, now look at her heart chakra. Hold it up a little higher. Ooh, yeah. Look at her third eye. Oh my gosh, I love this card. I know. So I'll send it to you in Messenger. Okay, so, so you can really look at it. So it's a three. So December of this year is monumental for you. You're going to have, I feel, a spiritual graduation. So like the bird molts its feathers and the bear 
goes to hibernate because it's going to do a regeneration type of process. The snake, as I've said a couple times tonight, one of Scorpio's lesser known symbols, sheds the skin. It also hibernates at first frost in four seasonal areas. So what's happening is, and, and, and if you can see this, all of that's up in the stars. So we're talking about the stars with that. So, and she's in a divine meditation. Now underneath her, the in her body, there's like the, uh, the uh, like kind of crop circle type of spirals. It's kind of like the, looks a lot to me like the Reiki symbol of Shokurei. And so, but it's all on the outside with stars coming all into her body. So she's, it's like that old song, we are, we are timeless. We're, it's like, I think it was Crosby, Stills and Nash. We have got to get back to the garden. You know, we are stardust, we are golden. So it has to do with going into your inner galaxy is going to merge and be in communion with the external galaxy. Again, to my point about the star connections, the star medicine that's coming towards you. And I absolutely do not limit that to an astrology. I have, since I was a child, I go outside and my guides told me to do this when I was a child. I go outside, I kill all the lights and I go outside like on the driveway so I can turn all directions and I close my eyes and I just stand there and I say, great spirit, holy spirit, divine beings, with my eyes closed, let me feel which way I should turn my body. And I just slowly, sometimes I'll do one complete revolution. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, just like picking a tarot card or a crystal, boom. And then I make note of a season and I make note of a direction. And then I come in and I've got those little star finder apps. And I come in and I look at what is the prevalent constellation. And like, let's say if I turned east, what's showing itself in our Milky Way galaxy in the east right now. And I know that that's my star oracle. And it's free and you can do it. And those are the kind of things that the internet's great for. So this is a three. So it ties to December of this year. And therefore it's linked to March being yet another metamorphic time of success. It's pentacles. So it has to do, those are diamonds in regular cards. So the three is the Trinity. It's the pyramid. It's the apex going up, you know, so it's it's that whole triangle pyramid energy. It's ascension and it has a lot to do with your creativity, because when you look at the normal three, you know, there's the magician, which is number one, and there's the high priestess, which is number two. And then there's the empress. And, the, em and the empress has a lot to do with I'm pregnant with possibility. I have the pregnant pause. I'm, I'm manifesting at this point. So I, I would say that you're in a very strong earthy, which means it's tangible. It's going to come out into this plane too, but you're busy on the intergalactic worlds. You're busy. I, I would not waste my time. If you find that you're a little restless with sleep, then go onto YouTube and play, play some uh, Reiki music, play the, the great uh, people that'll, if I just do it, it would work. You can just go... Find yourself going, lay down like you're going to go to sleep and put on Kelly Howell, put on Michael Seeley, the Universal Secret Mind Meditation. Michael Seeley is the best male voice I've heard for meditation. Kelly Howell just like gets you there, buddy. You're just like, ah, I'm doing that tonight. I'm doing that tonight. So, and, and I like both of them. You know, I oh. like, you can now put on Stuart Wilde has since slipped his skin. Um, but the warrior wisdom, Stuart Wilde was based out of Australia. Hi, Stuart. It was based out of uh, Australia. And he, and he opened up White Dove International in Taos, New Mexico. And he really worked with 
helping men heal the warrior wisdom. He would do workshops up in the Taos mountains with men. And he was the son of a British diplomat. So he got into healing and he wrote some great books. So if you type on YouTube, obviously Stuart's here to help tonight. If you type on YouTube, Stuart Wilde, because he passed away, his five hour, $500 seminars are on YouTube now. You go to sleep. Oh, okay. All right. Just, you know, and at least if your eyes are like, okay, I'm not going into deep sleep. At least you're doing sleep programming and you'll drift in and out of that alpha state. You know, you'll drift in and out, but you're, you're encoding yourself the whole time. So charge your phone, charge your notepad, go onto YouTube and just type in Stuart Wild. It's amazing. What is oh, it? your your sound just went weird all of a sudden. It went all pinny and hollowy. Probably Stuart Wild coming in from spirit. Yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, your microphone changed or something. Yeah, you maybe some frequencies are screwing up with your phone um, audio. Well, we've got some that that I love that reading. Thank you so much. I got some definite um, hits through that. <laughs> and um, I, I know some people in the chat also did that, get that too. So uh, we've got quite a few questions here, Mary. Do you want to take a couple? Okay, so um, let's see here. Let's talk. I got to run back through this chat. Um, let me see here. Christina Love, question, home energy or change, new home or um, to make current home better? So she's wondering about if she should stay in her first home or move. So that's the 19th card. Yeah. So the, sun, the sun, you know, is illuminating her path. So I feel like that when the sun is in a very strong place for her, whatever sign she is, I feel like that if she go with her, the sun has the inner child riding on the horse of the traditional tarot deck. You know, it's a, there's the sunflowers, the four elemental kingdoms, and then the child on the big white horse. So this has a lot to do with on this on this particular card, the sunflowers are there, and there's a butterfly, but there's a purple rose with a yin yang in the center of it. Do you see it? Okay, so I hope your chat can see it. So what this has to do with is that mm -hmm. she really has carte blanche to be able to, like her, her garden is going to blossom. Now, because it's a 19, I feel she should pay attention. That adds to a one. She should pay attention to maybe some dreams or visions because this is October. It's a one. Pay attention to, like, whatever may have, go back in her journal, whatever may have been happening on October 19th. Look at, is it, what is today? October 27th would add to that, would, would start to pull in the nine vibration. And also on, since it's a one, it's a 19, so the 19th of the month, anything that would start to add back to nine or one, because this is a one nine, might be days of power for all of a sudden for her to get a revelation. But I feel like this month in January, because of the ultimate one, are very strong for her. But because it's the sun card, Maybe it's going to take until spring equinox for her to really make that decision because that's the real mystic new year. You know, there's, there's to the Gaelics and the Celtics, it's Halloween, you know, that, that you know, it's the return the starting of the, of the, the, the festival of the, of the light. But when you go to spring equinox, you know, as a mystic and astrologer, my new year as spring equinox. So that feels strong with her for some reason. So she might look at the Leo and the Aries components in her chart. 
Okay. <laughs> They're saying that you sound like you're in a galactic spaceship. <laughs> I think it's Stuart. I think I. Oh, you just came back. Your 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 audio just came back. <laughs> okay, Stuart. Um, thank you for the record. I love you, Stuart Wild. Thank you. So obviously he was still with me. Yeah. Okay, listen, that was awesome. That was a great reading. I'm, I'm listen. I'm the girl that could never wear the watches. They would stop on me. So that's why I always tell my host. The reason I don't do a lot of Zoom or Skype and all that is because the internet and electrical frequencies go wonky with me. They just do. It's just yeah. like spirits, like let them listen to your voice and deal with the voice vibration. So I'll say to host, I'm not doing the tech. I'm not yeah. doing it because it distracts me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So thank you very much for that. We have another question here from Holly. Um, what do you see for her as a gift she should go towards career-wise? It's interesting. She got temperance. Can you see that? And so yep. temperance to me is the card of Sagittarius. And it is in most decks, temperance has got one foot in the water, one foot on the land. Usually there's a rainbow and it has a lot to do with the Archangel Michael. And it's about balancing. So she's coming in, she's pretty balanced. And in this particular card, there's like, the moon has a path of light. The sun has a path of light. We have the rainbow on the wings. And we also have the golden chalice. But if you'll look, the silver chalice is more etheric. It's almost like see-through, like the veil's thinning now. So I feel like that that's definitely a Sagittarian clue. So once we get to that, you know, the sign next with Scorpio, you know, when we get to November 16th, that's the new moon. When we, when, I'm sorry. When we get when we get into the new moon of Scorpio will be November 16th, and then mid month of December is going to be the new moon of Sagittarius. So because we've got the Scorpio new moon coming up on the 16th of November, that starts her 30 day period between that new moon and Scorpio going into the mid December new moon for Sagittarius. So I feel like that's the rainbow. That's the bridge. That's the arch. And I feel like that any kind of missing pieces of the puzzle are going to be afforded her oh. during that time. And I would definitely in her meditations, I would go into studying a little angelology and I would like study my, maybe like the main archangels, you know, is she drawn to Zodkiel or Metatron or Ariel or Shamuel or Jopiel? Which angel and their color frequencies is she drawn to? Okay. I feel, like I feel like there's an angel, there's an archangel that's wanting to work with her and help her facilitate. Um, I also, for her, I don't know if you're picking up on this too, Mary, I got healing is um, in Balance. the mix there. Yeah. 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 So Holly, there you go. Thank you. Uh, wonderful. And then let's see here. We also have... Um, Oh, gosh, so many questions here. Kim Alexander, will my spiritual business take off in the next six months? She got the emperor. Here it is. So if she doesn't try to be a control freak and be OCD, but realize that she has to look at what she's allowing to drive her, like who's her chauffeur energetically? Is she getting driven? Because the, the, the emperor has a lot to do with father figures. Does she do things just like her father did? Was there a missing father component in her life? 
Is she competing with the male frequency of like, I'm a better boss than any guy that I ever had. So she's got to look at being a good ruler, being, being in charge and being, not being overwhelmed. I feel like she can handle power, but she can't let power take over her. You know, she needs to understand that all the things that we never liked about someone that we worked for, that we felt like weren't fair or that were too critical or condescending or contentious. She needs to really fashion how she wants to be represented and seen as the CEO of her business or to other people she might hire, how she treats her customers, what's the dynamic is. And listen, you've had your own business. There's going to be people that come through your door that you're, they're, you're happy that they're going to spend money if you got a crystal shop or a bookstore or whatever, but they're also going to wear the last hair off the goat's ass because there's people that just come through the door with attitude. You know, so <laughs> you still have to, <laughs> you still have to micromanage all these egos that are coming through their door. Cause there's that customer that comes through the door in a restaurant or whatever that thinks that you owe them. They're coming into your business. And so you owe them something, you know, they're the people that eat half their food and say, I didn't like this. The temperature wasn't right. The steak wasn't right. You ate half of it. So there has to, you have to come to those points to where you get creative to have a win-win situation. You know, when I managed my friend's restaurant, when someone did that to me, I looked at him and said, so this is going to be a win-win situation. Here's how I'm going to win. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm comping your dinner, but I'm done with you. (laughs) Because I know what you did. So you're going to get your way. You're not going to pay for your dinner tonight, but I'm watching. I got you now. I got you now. Yeah. You got them clocked. Yep. Oh, beautiful. Wonderful. Wonderful message there for, for her. I love that. I I feel like she's really in the captain's chair. You know, the emperor is like, I'm, I'm the captain running the ship here. What kind of captain do I want to be? What kind, I want to be represented as a, a yin frequency. You know, like they used to say, I'm a woman that knows how to think like a man in business. You know, like I like mm. a woman, but I know how to handle business like a man. Well, instead of being locked into stereotypes, she wants to just appear as an energy that is very concerned and proud of what she does and very deliberate about what she does. But she's not going to let her again. It's Listen, 2020 has taught us. Have you learned yet who or what drains your energy? Once you start to feel that bath plug the water's going out too fast. You have to step away from a situation, cut your losses and not get drained anymore because it ultimately takes your health. It takes your mental health. You lose your sleep. You know, it's like it starts to compound. And even though we're feeling kind of good for the day, we don't know why we can't go to sleep. Well, because it built up on you for a long time. So now you have to implement, like I said, Michael Seeley, Kelly House, Stuart Well, We need to do something to where we're actually adding an elixir an energetic elixir to help us restore. Okay. Okay. She's in command. The, air, the emperor is a very good card. Yeah, very good. It's like, I mean, hello. I could have asked for a better business card. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Okay. So then we have um, Tallulah. Any message for Tallulah she, um, turns 57 on November 3rd? I feel like Tallulah, happy birthday. I feel, and Mercury goes direct on your birthday. I feel like Tallulah has been kind of in a crossfire. I feel like that she's at a crossroads in her life. She got the two of swords. And so she's been biding her time. She's like the crow up on the branch. Like there's food on the ground, but the crow is smart. The crow, watch your crow sits up there and watch. Is there a cat? Are there people walking by the park? 
Is there something else going to get it? The blue jay won't fight with the crow because they're all corridors. They're all on the same bird tribe. But I feel like that she's kind of been wanting peace. She wants peace. She doesn't want controversy. She wants everybody to get along. She, you know, she's not the one that wants to start crap in life. She's the, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't start it. She knows how to finish it, but she doesn't want to start it. But I feel like that for some reason I see her like the hermit's repose. I feel like that she's kind of been like restoring her energy, coming back from something big. Maybe there was a big loss or a big change or a big scare, or she had to rearrange a lot of things. But I feel like now the serenity has led her to creativity. Yeah. So twos are about details mm. and the swords are about how we direct our will. So I feel like that she is crafting She's like when people do treasure maps or treasure boards or manifestation boards. I feel like that any kind of meditative tool or any kind of person in her life, any kind of book she could read or YouTube she could look at or any type of instructional life coach type of person like Nicole that could like get you thinking in a direction of how to get you. She's coming into a motivational cycle, but I feel like that she's been a bit of a recluse. I feel like that she, she had to bounce back from something is what I'm being told. Oh, okay. Uh, let us know in the chat there. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's a great, that's a great reading. Oh, uh, we also have Carlos the Bee question. Um, my soul, is my soulmate coming soon? Well, Spirit told me to ask him, does he love himself now? Does he love what he brings to the table now? He doesn't have to answer that to me. But here we have, the three of wands. So again, the three is very creative and the wands has a lot to do with, he is confident. He does know that he's ready to give and, and rise above the hurts and rise above the unfairness and rise above whatever the reasons were for loss. Or he understands more about why those ones in the past didn't work out and that they all ultimately end up being teachers and lessons for us. And the three of wands here, this, it's a man, and this, this man is holding the beautiful calla lilies, and the five of wands is all around him. And if you look at the top, it's like the top of a volcano, like he's inside of a volcano. Wands have a lot to do with the element of fire. And so it's like the volcano is not erupting. The volcano is like up here in the mountains. They'll say there's a spirit in the mountains. And I feel like that the volcano and the ancient spirits are talking to him. And the robe all around him is green. That's the heart chakra. The calla lilies, I think about them at Easter. I think about them at resurrection. And I feel like that what's happening at the base of his feet, I wonder if he's picky about his feet. If he likes his feet rubbed or he doesn't like people to touch his feet. <laughs> or maybe he could soak his feet in some Epsom salts. Because okay. I feel like the feet, I feel like those chakras on the, there's a reason why it's called the soul's of the feet. And even though we spell that S-O-L-E-S -E in English, it sounds just like S-O-U-L. So energizing the sole of his foot, that bottom part of the foot, like Epsom salts is wonderful for that, for detoxifying. We're, we're all pretty rough on our feet. Women jam them into boots and high heels and, you know, and, 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 and women tend to go get mani-pedis. Okay. But men, they work and they're on their feet all day. And they just take their shoes off and maybe they prop them up and they watch TV or they're playing, you know, video games or whatever. But what do you do to nurture your feet? So Epsom salts, Dr. Teal's Epsom salts. Remember, I worked in the health food store. 
It's really inexpensive and it's magnesium coming into the bottom of your feet. And Dr. Teal's is like under $5 at most of the big box stores. And you can get it with wonderful essential oils and just get the water as warm as you can. And don't, don't even wash your feet. Just get a tub, get a plastic tub and get the water warm. Doesn't have to be too hot, but get it warm because it's going to cool quick and warm enough to, to mix up those Epsom salts and just go play your video game or watch a sitcom or just soak them for an hour. It's amazing what it will do. And while he's doing that, give thanks for his beautiful romantic relationship manifesting because he wants his feet to be nice anyway. Women like men's feet <laughs> to be clean. Go on to those nails, go get a pedicure if you have to. But I'm telling you, I don't know why, but there's a big psychic thing about the feet. Okay. All right. There you go. You probably didn't expect that message there, Carlos. I know I did it. That was great. Um, okay, we're going to take one more here from Free Press. Free Press wants to know, um, aside from dating you, uh, Free Press would like to know what their role is, his role is in the reset, I believe. Let me just, let me see if I can find his question here again. Um, uh, let me just, sorry, sorry, everyone. Yeah, he wants to know about his role in the reset. Ace of Wands. There are oh. only... Yeah, there are only four aces in a traditional tarot deck. Different than oracle decks, the tarot has, has four aces. Now, the aces represent the opening of equinox and solstice. The ace of wands, to me, I'm not saying I'm the know-all, be-all, but the ace of wands, to me, is the opening of autumnal equinox. And so that starts with the autumn signs of Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius. He's right where he needs to be right now. He's in a, The fruit is ripe. It's the gathering and the harvest time. Look at all these beautiful fire ceremony colors of the flame colors of the oranges and the reds and the illumination of this. I mean, just look at the radiations of energies coming off that card. Absolutely. I know. I love it. I and have so, that deck. I love it. And so, and so the ace is saying to you new beginnings and you are the maestro. You are the magician. You are the one that's directing the concert. So if he just gets his top, three priorities on his list of what he wants to manifest. Don't do the top 10 list, do the top three. As I'm involved in this reset, the top three things that I wish to celebrate, that I wish to bless another with, and that I wish to incorporate in my life for the rest of my days as I walk my earth mother are. This is the magician's wand. And the ace of wands, it's your walking stick. It's how you cast it forth with fire, the fire of your desire. It's how you summon the matching frequencies to it and draw it into yourself. And the colors, again, red, orange, sunflower, yellows, golds. These are your colors to breathe in when you're meditating because this is a dynamic fire sign type of energy. And meeting people maybe that have strong Aries, Leo, or Sagittarius in their chart. Mm. Powerful. And he's in, right the, he's in the right time of the year. I mean, yeah. we're in the second autumn sign. Libra has happened, but but we have Venus went into Libra. I think it's the 27th. Let me check the date today. On the 27th, Libra moved, uh, Venus moved into Libra. Yes, so this, you're correct. Yeah. So this is a very powerful time. Venus is happy in Libra and she's happy when she's in Taurus. So Venus, when she moves into Libra, for all of us, the Libra area of your natal chart is now being blessed by Aphrodite, by Venus. So she, Venus, people think Venus and Aphrodite are just about creative romance. 
But Venus also blesses us materialistically. She ups our game when it comes to the fruits of harvest. So Venus is in Libra. And the more that we work with, and I'm not talking about just trying to score sexually. When Venus goes into Libra, this is the time to be charming, to work with charm, politeness, and, and there's an effervescence to you. So when we, I, I follow Venus closely and I take on the momentum of where Venus is at. So Venus in Libra is about flirting with life and letting life flirt back with you. So you're not getting into any conflicts. I don't care what Mars is doing right now. You're not going to engage in divisiveness. You're not going to engage in any kind of anger type of things. Libra is peace. So if somebody's all fired up, that's not the person you want to engage in the store. That's not the person. Just go, go turn down the aisle and go the other way and, and uplift the cashier or uplift the other person, you know, that you can do in the grocery store or in the big box store when you're driving around or whatever. Don't get into road rage. Don't do that. That's not Libra. You're wasting your energy when you do that. As a matter of fact, even though you don't think it's right and this person's being an idiot on the road, there's lots of them. Just pull over. That's Libra. Just pull over and let them pass you. Bye. Have a nice day. Yeah. So it's acquiescing for the sake of the win. It's a strategy. Libra is a very effective strategy. Most people, they either go, they either go totally into, I want you, parlez-vous, a humma humma, or they, they don't work with charm anymore. You know, <laughs> be charming. Be charming. Invite people with your energy to want to come around you and be around you, you know, know how to enter a room and light it up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for doing all those readings for everyone in the chat. My pleasure. Um, so, so great. You know, Mary, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. You. I, I totally jive with your Scorpionic energy, you know, being my Taurus self. That's right. Uh, so let the audience know where they can reach you, book a reading with you, get in touch with you, all that great stuff. Okay. So once a month, as you know, because you go on the show yourself. So once a month, I am the guest psychic astrologer and they take live calls like Nicole did tonight. My next appearance is on November 16th on lighting the void, lightingthevoid.com. Nicole and I both love our captain Joe, our Aries captain Joe. So I am for two and a half years. I've been their regular astrology. The first hour is the astrology forecast. The second hour, we take psychic calls for my psychic thing, my oracle thing, my tarot thing. So the next one is uh, November 16th. I will be on the Kev Baker show live on that November 30th, full moon in Sagittarius. And then I will, you can find me on marydusina.com. That's the website. It's Cosmic Conditions on Facebook. And if you just, you know, learn, think of the name, it's Italian. So people always want to spell it with a C because of how it sounds. So I tell people it's do and C. So it's D-U-S as in spirit, I-N as in now, A, marydesina.com. And I appreciate all of you. I do horoscopes and I do all kinds of little things at Cosmic Conditions on Facebook. But on the website, I try to do some pro bono stuff for people to be able to get a little uplift. I tithe a lot, Nicole. I tithe a lot. Yeah, so I know about generosity being a good reset currency. Yes, 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 you do. And thank you, Lucia, for dropping her website in the chat. To everyone um, watching, all of her information is available in the description below. And for all of you listening in iTunes and Spotify and anywhere else on audio, the information to find Mary will be in the show notes. 
Thank you, Mary, so much for all of the information you dropped tonight. There's, I, I have to go back and listen to it and get all of the details because there was, there were a lot of note taking. Were you yeah. guys taking notes in the chat there? Because I, I know I need to. Uh, I love, so I love taking notes again. Like I said, from your subconscious mind, Nicole. If you take that hand and you write down notes, even if you discard them later on, your subconscious, the inner universe, the inner galaxy, comes to the external world. Your inner you writes it down with this conscious hand. And that's kind of, again, the congruency of magic. So it's good to write stuff down. It helps you manifest. Yeah, it absolutely does. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for coming on the show. And thank you to all of you in the live chat. And um, for all of you guys in my Galactic Access membership program on YouTube, just keep looking into the community section where I post there because you will have access to all the videos. I don't think YouTube shows them on my channel, all of the readings I'm doing for you weekly. Uh, just go to the community tab and you'll be able to get access to all the weekly tarot readings I'm doing there for you guys. Thanks so much, everyone. I love you all and uh, have a wonderful wonderful rest of uh, October. Celebrate this rare blue moon in Taurus uh, that we have on Halloween. And guys, I'll be back with you next week. Oh, next week, Monday night, not Tuesday. Very important. Very important. It'll be Monday night because I am not doing this on the night of the election. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and I will be having guest Mason Fury, who has worked in intelligence. He is in his 20s, and he has been approached for Masonic, um, to go into Masonic, uh, I guess, programs. He's denied them. He's got a fantastic story. You guys are going to love this one. He's got ET contact. Guys, don't forget to tune in next week, okay? On Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. All right, guys, I love you so much. Have a wonderful, um... Have a wonderful evening and Halloween, and we'll be back with you guys next week. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.